Hello and welcome to this podcast from Coburnet Oldkirk for Sunday the 19th of July. As I'm sure you will have heard this week, the Scottish Assembly have given the OK to commence worship with a maximum of up to 50 people. However, it will likely still be some weeks away before this actually happens. There is unfortunately quite a bit of work to do in respect of health and safety before we get to the point of opening. I will keep you up to date in my podcasts or you can check our website coburneyoldkirk.com or check on our Facebook page. If you are tired from carrying heavy burdens, come to me and I will give you rest. Take the yoke I give you, put it on your shoulders and learn from me. I am gentle and humble, and you will find rest. This yoke is easy to bear, and this burden is light. Christ calls us to come to worship, to rest from the things that are troubling us, to learn what Christ can teach for life, to realise what we can offer to others, and so return into the world to serve. So let us worship God. And let's worship God in our reading this morning, which comes from the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 13, a reading from verses 24 to 30, and then from verses 36 to 43, starting at Matthew 13, verse 24. Let's listen for the word of God. This is the parable of the weeds among the wheat. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who has sowed good seed in his field. But while everybody else was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, Then, do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No, for in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, Collect the weeds first, and bind them in bundles to be burned. But gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples approached him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers, and they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Let anyone with ears listen. Amen. And may God add his blessing 
to this reading of his holy word. This week's Bible passage follows on from the one last week when we read the parable of the sower. Today we have Jesus telling the parable of the weeds among the wheat. A word which we hear quite often in older translations of this passage is the word tear. A tear is a kind of ryegrass, sometimes called darnel, and it's something that looks an awful lot like wheat. However, it was highly poisonous if eaten, inducing sleepiness and nausea. So why not, like the translation I've used today, just say the word weed? You see, a weed usually looks very different to wheat. It's easily identified and removed early on in the crop. A tear, on the other hand, looked very much like wheat. It grew up among the wheat and it was very difficult to remove. After telling the parable, Jesus, as he does often, goes on once again to explain the parable quite clearly. For the children of the evil one, the consequence is death. For the children of the kingdom, the consequence is to live in the Father's kingdom. That seems quite clear and easy, doesn't it? But if we look more closely, it does get a bit more complicated. Jesus uses the term evildoers. This suggests that the children of the evil one aren't like that because it's predestined, but rather it's what they choose to do. And how does that fit in with our understanding of forgiveness? So the righteous are saved. So how then do I become righteous? According to a commentary on this passage, righteous translates as observing divine and human law. So verse 43 from our reading would then be as follows. It would say, Then those keeping the commandments of God will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Little aside at that point, this is one of a couple of puns in the passage. But it says, Shine like the sun, S-U-N. Or is it sun, S-O-N? And there's also the reference to anyone with ears to listen. Human ears and ears of corn. So evil or righteous, we each face up to the consequences. Most important for me, verses 29 and 30. There where Jesus tells us that it's not for us to judge which people are tares and which are wheat. Like to offer a little reflection. Who are we to judge who's in and who's out? Who fits and who doesn't? How can we tell what belongs and what doesn't? The God of the harvest encourages us simply to do what we can, to grow together, to influence the other, knowing that in the end, no matter how it looks on the outside, how much it may seem like we all fit together, those who deny life to others will not survive, but will be removed, allowing space to grow the kingdom of God. Amen.
And now a prayer. Let us pray. We thank you, God, for everything that we delight in. Sunlight in summer days, colour in nature and art, rhythm in poetry and music, human achievement and family success, good humour, work well done, love and friendship, and all your gifts to body and soul. Most of all, we delight in your salvation, the knowledge of your love, the assurance of eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Saviour. We commend today to you those who work in harsh conditions during these worrying times and those who have no work or who perhaps worry about the future of their employment, those whose lives are drab and grey, those whose poor health takes away delight in living, those who are lonely, those who have no home of their own. Grant them the human help and comfort which they need, and the spiritual encouragement which will enable them to live with hope and courage for the sake of Jesus Christ, who leads us to salvation. We pray for the elderly, asking for them clear faith and human support. We pray for those in middle years, asking for them wisdom in their choices and the recovery of a sense of wonder. And we pray for the young, asking for them good opportunities and that their ambitions include the desire to serve. May we all continue to seek the God of every age, made known in Jesus Christ, the greatest friend of all. We bless you, God, for the love which you have for us. And now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us all, this day and forevermore. Amen.
Jesus.